0: This is Baseball Across the Commonwealth, taking you to the great baseball towns around the great state of Virginia. Welcome to another episode of Baseball Across the Commonwealth, a Foulball Area production taking you to the great baseball towns across the state of Virginia. We've visited some interesting towns so far, so if you've missed any of our episodes, you can check them out at foulballarea.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're heading south from Winchester, further into the Shenandoah Valley, to the town of Woodstock. When you hear Woodstock, you probably think of a music festival in New York full of rock music and hippies, but did you know that Virginia has its own Woodstock? And it's a little more reserved. The town of Woodstock was established in 1761 by an act of the Virginia House of Burgesses, sponsored by George Washington. The town saw significant activity during both the Revolutionary and Civil Wars and was an important commercial center with the development of railroads in the late 1800s. Today, Woodstock is a small town of roughly 5,000 people, home to a newly created state park and, of course, a brewery and a local baseball team. For today's episode, I got a chance to catch up with Mike Bocock, Valley Baseball League Hall of Famer and manager of the Woodstock River Bandits. All right, joining me on the podcast today to talk about the Woodstock River Bandits is Mike Bocock, the head coach of the River Bandits. Mike, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? Oh, Matt, I'm
1: I'm great. Thank you for asking about the River Bandits, buddy.
0: Of course, of course. Uh, You have been around the Valley Baseball League probably more than anybody. You've seen a lot of different teams (laughs) around the league and a lot of different communities. I want to just start off with what do the River Bandits mean to the Woodstock area?
1: Well, it's, uh, you know, the Valley League is, I mean, we didn't play last year, so there is a need for the Valley League to play. Rockingham County Baseball League played last year, as you know, and you and I worked together quite a bit on the Valley or the RCBL. But it is very important. These communities love their baseball. They love to have these guys in their communities, and the communities mean so much. The parents of the players come in. It's a you know, it's just part of the valley in the summer.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask, how much community support do you guys get from local fans coming out to the games and from local businesses sponsoring the teams and being a part of the games and just being a part of the whole thing?
1: Yeah, you know, Matt, the crazy thing is, is I've been in several different communities. I've been in the large budget communities of Waynesboro, Stanton. Um, and I've been in the low-budget uh, communities, Lou Ray, New Market, Woodstock. And, you know, the people, it's, it's totally different in each different community because of the involvement. And, you know, every community is responsible for their players, for everything that happens. So the communities are very willing to do what they go the extra mile. And people, it, it's fun to represent those communities and woodstock porky Moman and the board you know jerry walters is on the board larry smoot uh some of those guys they have done so much um hard work during the year to get the you know the riverman it's up and running that it's it's absolutely a uh, it's a pleasure for me to coach them it's a pleasure for me to work hard for those communities and uh I know that that's uh, and they they paid back from the uh, players that are here.
0: Like you said, you you've seen a lot of different communities, coached for a, a couple of different teams around the Valley League. I'm sure you have great experiences, great memories at all of them, but how does Woodstock compare to the other teams around the
1: league? Well, you know, Matt, I was that's a great question. And here's the thing. I absolutely love coaching for Woodstock. And and, I, and I'll tell you why, is because Porky Bowman, and, and I truly mean this, I've seen a lot in this Valley League, Porky Bowman and those people in Woodstock are some of the hardest working individuals that you'll ever meet. I mean, they work nonstop continuously on the, you know, the improvement and how good the river Band is do and working with the community. It's have, what a, I'm enjoying the group that we that I work for.
0: Well, that's good. That's very important. Um, the the River Bandits, of course, play at the local high school team, Central High School at their field. What is the game day atmosphere like for a River Bandits game each night?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's funny because we have the in the center field. You've probably seen the field and in the center field, we have more fans than we do around the field, the back of the field. Because that's where you walk in, and it's a football stadium that we play in, with the infield being, you know, on the on the back side. So it's played used for Central High School, and uh, the game day atmosphere is good. It's it's uh, you know would certainly be better uh, if it was just a baseball park itself. But they do a whole lot. And last year, because of our or two years ago, well, I don't even know when. What was it? 2019, I guess. We were uh, had a lot, a lot of success, so we would put a, a big crowd in, and there was people down that you know behind home plate. They have bleachers there, but you know the largest crowds sit up on the hill and uh, watch it from the center field uh, bleachers, which is football bleachers. <laughs> so it, it's different. It's different, and the field is different because it, you know the way is catty corner, I and mean, when you have left. <laughs> In left field, Matt, it takes a bomb to get out in left field and right field. But in the center field, we're only like 258 or something. So, you know, you can pop a home run in the center field. It's just – and you have to play your outfielders differently. I mean, I play in, – in Woodstock, I play take my center fielder and play a guy that, you know, doesn't have a lot of speed but can have range that can catch and make good plays. And I have to put my speed in the corners. So it's, you know, you got to play it a little differently out there.
0: Talking with Mike Bocock, the head coach of the Woodstock River Bandits. Like you said, you've had some success in 2019, and that's the only year you've actually gotten to coach them so far because, of course, the 2020 season was canceled. But the team did have a lot of success in 2019. What are you expecting from the River Bandits in 2021?
1: Well, you know, Gerald Harmon is our recruiting coordinator and he has a job and he has been in the valley league for a long time and he does a tremendous job of recruiting and they turn it over to gerald and myself to bring the best players we can and you know i'm very fortunate to have known a lot of you know a lot of players and now our coaches in the ncaa and and we bring in a lot of division one guys i mean you know a couple of my Best players that I had and really good friends now are coaching, you know, University of Houston, University of Miami, LSU, and people that are very quality baseball programs. And I'm getting those players, which is increasing the, you know, not only, you know, for the, our team, but for the Valley league, it's increasing, you know, how many good players you get. And you have to, because Charlottesville draws a lot of kids from, you know, the ACC teams and, some really good programs. Bob Weiss does. He's been through the programs. He gets good players from Harrisonburg. And, you know, the league, you have to have division 1 players. This is not a division 3 league, even though there's great division 3 players, but it's a division 1 league that you have to if you want to compete, you have to have the really good players.
0: So, when you're recruiting these players, trying to get them to come play for you in Woodstock, how do you how do you sell the experience to them for these players that have probably never heard of this little town in the middle of the Shenandoah Valley. How do you sell that experience to them? Well, they, know, they do know the Valley League, and they do know what, what the
1: options are in the Valley League, and they do know, uh, I guess they, they read up on who the coach is and my coaching staff and who I'm working with and the success that I've been very fortunate to have. And, uh, you know, they're they willing to come, and they're willing to, you know, come in here because – The other thing is that their coaches, (laughs) they make them come. (laughs) Like University (laughs) of Miami, they get here and go, what the heck is this? Where is this place? But you know what? They always stay. We've had great players from there. And J.D. Ardiaga, the pitching coach from Miami and a good friend of mine, and J.D. sends me good players. And in turn, these coaches, Terry Rooney and, and some of the coaches that send me guys They know how I am. They know what player they're going to get when they come back. Um, And I have a tremendous coaching staff. So they're going to come in here to play for that coaching staff too.
0: Um, Going back to the the roster and the success you guys had in 2019, because of the year off last year, I don't know if you'll have any of the the same players that you had two years ago, but do you have any players coming back? Which ones are are coming back from 2019? Well, you know, we'll –
1: uh, we'll probably have Austin Bates, the catcher, one of the catchers. I have a couple uh, pitchers. I, I mean, I know we have at least four or five guys that have already signed. So it, it, it all depends on, you know, the draft and things like this. And now, it's it's the other thing that's going to change it, things. Matt is that the draft is not to July, so that's going to change stuff because you're going to have kids finish their college season in May. They won't, you know. I mean, scouts are either going to say, well, shut them down or let's send them out or whatever. And you got players that really need it, you know, their last-minute, you know, audition for the scouts. say, hey, you know, you need to go play because if you're going to get drafted, scouts need to see you. So, you know, that's going to change. And also with the new situation with the Appalachian League and everything, it's a lot of things – you know, within a year are gonna change in the valley and it's it's gonna be uh, uh very interesting. You know, it should be. But uh you know, I'm 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 very fortunate to be in Woodstock.
0: All right Mike, I got one more for you. Might be a tough one. What has been your favorite part so far of coaching the Woodstock River Bandits? Well, one of
1: the favorite parts is I get to work with my son Tyler and my stepson Andrew Armstrong. So I work with them, and then I work with another guy that, uh, you know, uh, Paul is uh, – that Paul Ackerman is a tremendous baseball knowledge guy. You know, Paul, you know, played big leagues, and played for uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, and Paul and I are old-school baseball guys, and we get to do that. But the opportunity to see these players and, and work and develop – into the players that will be playing in the major leagues is really why I love to coach in the Valley leagues and why I've been here over 25 years. So, you know, that makes a difference. I mean, you know, take a guy, Danny Murphy, you know, I mean, I had Murphy for two years. And what did he just retire? And, you know, to see those guys develop and work hard and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, somebody says, well, you coach Danny Murphy. (laughs) You know, I I said, "I, I hope I coached him. I, hope he developed a little bit and learned. But, you know, just the representation of myself and the Valley League. I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate to work for a president. Uh, you know, Bruce has done a tremendous job with this. So with all this people, I love to be around people. And you work with me a lot. I, I have a good time, and I think I have a passion for what I do in baseball. I have a passion for – you know, trying to make things uh, things good and and better for this valley. And uh, that's why I love the Valley Ligs. I mean, I don't think it's any questions. All
0: right, well, Mike, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining me on the podcast, and best of luck this season with the Woodstock River Bendits. Hope you guys are able to have a, a normal season and a, a good season up there in Woodstock. The, nor- the normalcy would be good. <laughs> and, you know, the
1: other thing is, Matt, thank you for asking me. And uh, to be with you today, and I'm so proud of you. You worked hard, and, uh, you know, you represent the uh, the Valley and the people in baseball and the dairy in this Thank area.
0: Thanks to Mike for joining me and telling us a little bit about the River Bandits. After the game is over each night and you're not ready to head home yet, where are you going to go in Woodstock to get a cold beer? The answer? The Woodstock Brewhouse. Opened in 2015, the Brewhouse has been a gathering place for locals for the past six years and has produced some of the best beer that I've had in the Shenandoah Valley. Here to tell us a little more about the brewery is Travis Cooper. All right, joining me on the podcast today to break down the Woodstock area and the Woodstock Brewhouse is Travis Cooper. Travis, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? Doing good, Matt. Thanks for having me. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I actually went to the, the Woodstock Brewhouse in November. I think my girlfriend and I went with my parents when we were at home for Thanksgiving, and we really liked it. It's it's one of the best breweries that I've been to in the Shenandoah Valley, I think. So just tell me a little bit about how you guys got started with the Woodstock House.
2: Yeah. I appreciate you visiting us and having, having a good time. It's, it's especially the difficulties in the last year. It's always good to see uh fresh faces in there, but, uh, yeah, we got started in, uh, 2013. Um, there was an opportunity to uh, purchase the building and, uh, it just seemed like it, uh, fit for doing something into the community and getting the community involved. And, uh, there's a group of us, uh, led by Carl Ralston who, uh, brewed, um, uh, in his garage, uh, he had a little one barrel system. So he kind of, uh, created this team of people to, uh, move forward. We, uh, bought the building, renovated it, uh, and then opened in July of 2015, um, uh, to, to, to the public. And it's been very receptive, uh. We see a lot of locals in there, but at the same time, we see a lot of fresh faces, which is
0: always good to see. So the, the craft beer scene in the whole Shenandoah Valley has really blown up in the past decade or maybe even just the past five years. Uh, I'm from Harrisonburg, so I'm familiar with all the breweries there. And I know that they all got started a, a couple years ago, about 10 years ago, but even in the smaller rural areas like Woodstock or you have Swover Creek, that's pretty much mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of nowhere all these small breweries are popping up. What do you think has led to the, the explosion of the craft brewery industry, even in the rural areas?
2: Yeah. Like you said, I mean, this area should Valley, even, even if you go further out to like rockfish gap, which is kind of the hotbed of, of the craft beer industry in in Virginia, um, you know, devil's back mode kind of started that trend and they obviously became a, a large uh, craft brewery that, that sold to, uh, to MBEV. But, uh, yeah. I think it's just, it's, it's something to do. It's something good for the communities to uh, have a place to go and sit around and and, and meet, talk, get together. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just a good, good meeting place, good, good gathering spot. And uh, yeah, it, nothing, <laughs> nothing's better than sitting around having a beer and kind of catching up with friends.
0: Yeah, that's true for sure. Uh, one of the things that I liked about your guys brewery so much is that I, I'm living in Richmond now and you know, all the breweries here, they're all, hipster and trying to keep up with the trends and they have all kinds of IPAs and stuff that you never even would think would be in a beer. What I liked about your guys breweries you had you know some staple classic beers there were the porters the brown ales the winter ales all that kind of stuff which is what I really like so the the types of beer that you guys had are the types that I like so how did you guys decide you know which styles of beer you're gonna brew and which would you say are your flagships? Yeah. So
2: yeah, they kind of our strategy going into it was to create um, a, a, a beer profile that is, is fairly simplistic. Um, give people options for different kinds of ales. Give people a stout option. Give people a porter option. But generally keep it simple. Don't add a you know peanut butter and jelly. We don't we don't need all of that stuff. Let's just keep it. Let's keep it. Uh, Pretty pretty neutral and 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 let the beer itself kind of speak for itself for whatever the profile that you're looking for. If you're looking for something real hoppy, you know we've got an IPA that kind of checks that box. If you don't like that necessarily uh, flavor profile, we've got a bright blonde that's on the lower end of the IBUs and uh, something a little bit more appealing to the to the light beer drinker. So for us, it was just let's keep it simple. Let's give people options um, without uh, flooding them with different. Uh, uh, unique things.
0: I like that. I really like that uh, that approach to it. Uh, which would you say are some of your personal favorite beers that you guys have?
2: Yeah. So, so the uh, Carl originally brewed the Seven Bender. That was his 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 baby, um, his recipe, and he's done a fantastic job. So that that's kind of our uh, flagship beer, I think. Um, so the Seven Bender is very popular. The Bright Blonde is popular. Again, that's that's more of a, a light beer type. Uh, appeals to the light beer drinkers. Um, me personally, I, I, I really enjoy the, the the nut brown ale, the Tipsy Squirrel. Um, I, I love our seasonal uh, Marzen beer lager that we do. Um, you know, that comes out usually in, in the Oktoberfest time frames. You know, those are some of the ones that, that really, you know, I, I appreciate more than others.
0: How would you describe the, the atmosphere around you guys, brewery, if you know, to, to someone who wanted to come visit, how would you describe the atmosphere and the the feel of the space?
2: Yeah, I think, I think we take on the, um, the feel and the atmosphere of the local community and the local town. I mean, I think we kind of represent the town of Woodstock, uh, in a, in a macrocosm there. Um, I think we're pretty laid back. I think it's pretty wide open. You can kind of sit off to the side or you can sit up at the bar and then, you know, talk to new people or or just kind of sit off to the side with your family or friends and and kind of do your own thing. Um, we were able, and fortunately, uh, opened up a back room, um, with a, you know, 1200 square foot deck space as well. So, you know, we've got a wide open area, uh, pretty open for different things and different functions. Um, so again, I think I think we take on the atmosphere very similar to the town, which is pretty rural, pretty laid back, and uh, yeah, just a just an opportunity for people to get together
0: and, and and talk. So let's talk a little bit about the town of Woodstock. When you're not sure. uh, busy at the brewery working at the brewery, what are some of your favorite things to do around the area in your free time?
2: Yeah, Woodstock is is uh, pretty rooted into. Uh, let me go back. I guess the town of Woodstock itself is pretty pretty well defined by uh, our geography and being in the Shenandoah Valley. Uh, you kind of look at the, the the map of the Shenandoah Valley, and right there at the uh, the Massanutten up in Strasburg, everything kind of narrows in. So we're you know we can see both sides. We got Great North Mountain to the west. We've got the Massanutten Mountains to the right. So a lot of what we're rooted in is is outdoor activities. Um, uh, we got the seven bins of the, of the, of the North Fork of the Shenandoah River, which is some good fishing. Love to float the river. Uh, again, that's, that's kind of the, the same, uh, thing bringing back to the, to the brew house. You know, let's get a couple growlers, let's, let's load up the canoes and, and let's go floating down the river. Uh, plenty of opportunities to get out into uh, hike, uh, both, both ranges, um, so yeah, it, pretty deeply rooted into the outdoor activities. Uh, state of Virginia just opened up a state park, uh, seven Bend state park, which is again, kind of builds to that atmosphere and builds to that opportunity. Uh, and I think the town is, is, is really pushing forward with trying to develop some bike and pedestrian paths, uh, to, to really build on to those, those outdoor activities.
0: Yeah. Plenty of opportunities for outdoor activities all across the Shenandoah Valley. I've, sure. I've visited with, um, people in stanton and waynesboro and and winchester and that's that's what everyone says is outdoor activities and that's i mean i love getting out into the mountains and going for hikes and floating down the river so all of that sounds like a, a fun time it is it is one of the one of the things that's really big in the shenandoah valley is the valley baseball league and of course woodstock has a team the woodstock river bandits how big would you say the river bandits are to the community of woodstock
2: uh, and yeah, they're very, the, the community is very receptive to the river bandits. Uh, uh, a, a lot of, uh, local, um, uh, area people are involved with the administration side and, and scouting and team presidents and so forth. So, uh, you know, the, the, the coach was a, the old high school coach at one point. So, uh, the, the, the town and the river bandits are very mixed, uh, t- together. Um, a lot of the families locally host players, uh, which again, builds to that, um, relationship long-term between the river bandits and the town and the community.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know what the uh, regulations are with the, um, with, with, the Valley baseball league, but would there ever be any kind of partnership with you guys offering beer at the, the Woodstock games?
2: Yeah. I'm not sure about that. The, the, the difficulty there is the, the river bandits, uh, home field is the central, uh, high school home field as well. So, uh, okay. uh yeah, we, we'd probably steer clear from any, uh, alcohol and school
0: activities. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably a good idea. Uh, for the brewery, are there plans to distribute the beer at all? I don't know if you guys distribute it locally or if it's just uh, come get a, a growler or a crowler at the brewery, but uh, is there any plans on that front?
2: Uh, it's something we've discussed and it's always on the table. Um, once you get to that distribution level, there you know the, the quantity that you have to produce changes. Um, we we love the the growler and the crowler opportunity that gets people in our doors. That's that allows us to see their face. Uh, we would prefer it that way rather than just hey we distribute and somebody goes to a gas station and picks it up. You know we want to see the people talk to them. I think I think the relationship that we build is is more in person than just a label on a on a bottle or a label on a cave.
0: All right, well I guess I'll have to make some trips up to Woodstock again then. <laughs> That's fine with me. That's right. All right, well, Travis, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and you know, hopefully, the uh, the Valley Baseball League season goes off without a hitch this summer. And I probably will make a, a trip up to Woodstock, see a game, and stop in the brewery sometime.
2: That'd be great, Matt.
0: Let us know. If we'll uh, we'll give you the tour. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks to Travis for joining us and telling us about the Woodstock Brewhouse. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode and learned something about the town of Woodstock. If you're ever in the area during the summer months, you have to make sure to check out a River Bandits game and grab a beer at the Woodstock Brew House. I hope you'll tune in next week as we continue our journey across the state of Virginia, and if there's a specific town that you would like us to visit, let us know in the comments on our Facebook or Twitter page. Let us know where you want to go on our journey. For now, in Woodstock, I'm Matthew Atkins for Baseball Across the Commonwealth.